This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. At what age did you actually feel like a grown-up? Or have you not reached that age yet, maybe? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Uh, okay, so this is all because of a recent study that pulled 1,200 people between the ages of 25 and 45. Okay. Okay. You would say chronologically, those people would fall into a bracket that we would call adults or grownups even. Mm -hmm. However, in that poll of 1,200 people between 25 and 45, 60% said they don't feel like a real grownup. And there are two reasons that emerged why that is. Number one being uh, people are taking longer to get married. And the other one is that people are having kids later in life. Okay. Uh, and then there's also a list of youthful activities that emerged from this uh, poll that people who are in the adult age category but do not feel like grownups yet do not want to get rid of. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, 651-641-1071. Do you feel like a grownup? When did you feel like a grownup? What does that even mean, I guess, would be the third question. Uh, but here are the top youthful activities that people don't want to let go of. Are you ready? Yeah. Going to concerts and festivals. Okay. Playing video games. Okay. Collecting things like comic books or baseball cards. Okay. Playing Is this like boys that we're talking board to? games, Legos, superhero movies, and theme parks. Okay. I mean, I think that that's you know men and women between the ages of twenty five and forty five. It's just weird to me that board games. Like, I don't want to grow up. I just want to play Monopoly for the rest of my life. Or like, I think it's odd that that is. That board games are associated with youth. Oh man, there's a whole board game subculture. Yeah. That's like a thing. Yeah, but yeah. I, I feel like to me a board game seems like old fogies, right? I think board games to me say nothing about age, you know? Like there's fogey games and there's kid games. Like, okay, honestly, I mean, like Candyland, sure, but say. like Monopoly, that seems like an old person game. If you're 43 and you're still playing Candyland and there are no children in sight, and I have Legos. questions. Yes, I or know. like, yeah, or, or like shoots games. and ladders. And I know I'm going to get some Ooh. emails because people love their video games. Yeah, people like grown know, adults love their gaming. I watch Doctor Who and I watch Doctor Who. <laughs> I get it. Everybody has a thing. Okay. But you know what's fascinating? Okay. Tell me. What's fascinating? This this particular, the question as you raised it, I think to me, instead of just like bickering over the, the, these minor details, to me, the bigger point is, 
I feel like the reason people don't feel like adults, because I don't. I mean, do you? No. I, th- I feel like when you say something like that, what you mean is, or oftentimes the feeling is, am I my parents? Mm-hmm. And because an adult, you know, for most of us growing up, our parents were the epitome of adults. Like they were just right. the adults. Right. And so now we are their age. Like at my age, I'm 44. Uh, I would have been how old? I don't know. 20 something third. I would have been 28 when my mother was 44. Uh huh. So I, I can't imagine having a 28 year old child right, right now right. in my life at 44. And I think it's because what, we are we don't live our parents' lives right. anymore. And so I feel like perennially, and I don't know, maybe our parents felt like adults, but I imagine that our parents didn't feel like their parents ever. Um, you know, that you could say that you could check boxes and did things that their parents did and your parents did, but but that doesn't make you feel like an adult. Do you also have this experience, by the way, six five one, six four one, one oh seven one. At what age did you feel like an adult? Or do you feel like an adult? Yeah. I mean, the answer might be no. Yeah. And that's fine. And then just share why. Yeah. But um, like when I think about my mom at the age she is and try to imagine or remember what my grandparents were like at her age, I can't compute that because my grandparents always felt old to me. Yeah. From the time I was born, they were elderly in my mind. They yeah. weren't. Really, when I know chronologically the age that they were when I was born, my mother, um, you know, she's in her 70s now. I can't reconcile that with what 70 looked like when my grandparents were 70. Totally different. Totally different. All of that said, by the time my mom was my age, I was 14. And my brother, I have an older brother who was 16. Yeah. I don't have a 16 year old. Um, I, you know, that's like, I can't. I don't feel like I felt like my mom was. To your point, my mom felt like an adult to me. Yeah, I don't feel I, that's like what an I'm adult saying. at like, all. I, I think that it will be hard for people to say they feel like adults because <laughs> they will constantly compare adulthood to that which their parents emulated. Right, and we just don't live in a world where we are going to emulate what our parents did. You might again have children. You might have a home. You might have mm-hmm. the trappings of adulthood per se, like according to some statistician's definition but that doesn't mean you feel that way and i think that's because when you think about adulthood you think of your parents and i am not my parents and i certainly am not living their life mm-hmm. um so i just i i will always have a hard time feeling like an adult i still think it's weird because you know I, I have kids and like i think they think i'm an adult i think but I like when people come to me and ask me things, this is going to sound ridiculous, but I, I I hope other people feel this way too, or else I do have a problem. When people come to me and they ask me questions about like my family system or like what's going on with my kids, or I'm like, I always want to say like, why is everybody coming to me? Like I'm the one in charge. And I have to remind myself because I'm the one in charge. Yeah. And I just, I forget that often yeah. and I don't feel like I am qualified to be in charge. But it is kind of comforting, I think, to hear that other adults don't feel like adults either. Yeah. And I don't know what... I, I want to meet the adult who feels like an adult. Now, you could say, like, to me, if I were going to grasp at something, I would say, if you've had a life experience that generally adults have, then you qualify for feeling like an adult. Like, losing a parent 
was a very specific uh, experience that I had. And I feel like that will age you. And I think there are other human experiences we have that can age a person, make them re if by adult, you mean see what the world for what it really can be in all its, you know, sadness and tragedy and, you know, not all the, just the good stuff, mm-hmm. then sure. I can say I'm an adult, but that doesn't make me feel like when I wake up in the morning that I'm an adult, I feel like, you know, I'm still five minutes out of college and aren't quite sure what I'm going to do with my life. Right. Right. Like I honestly still have that thought of like, what am I going to do when I grow up? But I also don't know what that means. Right. Like what is the achievement of actually being a grown up? I think that it's very grown up that you recognize that there really is no definition of being a grown up. So that observation in and of itself is very grown up. Hats off. Thank you, Holly. Wow, you're such an adult, Holly. She is. I think she might actually be the most mature one in the room. <laughs> well, let's not go that far. She plays fart noises That's for true. a living. There it is. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, um, <clears throat> Bradley, you are going to tell me something that's going to make you oh, feel real spicy. I, I really am excited to make you spicy this morning, uh, afternoon, because um, all I'm going to say is Marie Kondo. And, that's usually uh, enough. That is going to get your head to explode, and I can't wait. All right. We'll be back with uh, a head explosion and some Marie Kondo chat after this on My Talk 1071. Apparently, uh, Bradley Trainer has found just the thing to make me feel very spicy this afternoon. Oh, it's fun. The Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Yeah. So I know you love Marie Kondo. And I'm, I always need to check because, you know, she's Japanese. I, I'm, I'm wondering if it's Marie Kondo? Kondo Marie? Mm, could be. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, because, you know, as a speaker uh, one time of the Japanese, um, Marie is, you know, anyway. I wonder so, if, like, literally, in Marie, order for her to have a show in the United States, they were like, you need to have we're going to have to give you an American yeah. name. Anyway, you know that Marie Kondo uh, uh, is the purveyor of tidying up. That show that sparks joy and helps you get rid of all that yep. useless junk yeah. in your life. Well, I want to tell you a story that I think will make your head explode. Because for listeners' sake, will you tell them why you uh, why Marie Kondo sparks anything but joy in your life? I just think like the whole KonMari method is like a crock of hooey. Okay, <laughs> that's not true. I think it works for some people. Okay. Um, but... I think that they have done it a disservice mm-hmm. by uh, packaging it in a very short Netflix program. I know it originated with a book. You can save your emails. Don't worry about it. I already know that. But when it really hit the mainstream by uh, having this Netflix special, when they condensed that whole method into a one-hour program or however long it was, it made it look very easy and then everybody jumped on board. Like, I'm going to throw all my and stuff away. I was like, you guys, that takes like six months. Or three, you know, three to six months. And I know you all people. I know how you are because you're like me. You're going to get like a month in and you're going to be like, that's good enough. And you're going to lose steam. And she is going to capitalize on you. And also. Well, guess what? She was she's, a little too cheerful about getting rid of stuff. That's she all. Is, I didn't trust it. She is capitalizing off of you again. And here's why I thought you would enjoy this. The queen of tidying up, the queen of getting rid of all that useless junk, is now selling you useless junk. Yay! Yay! Pew, 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 
the shop at KonMari. The goal of tidying up is to make room for more meaningful objects. It turns out so she buy wanted this crap. you to get rid of all that other crap so you'd have room to buy her crap. Oh, you it's just all. It is so delightful, and I can't wait to tell you all about it. I mean, it's rendered you speechless, frankly. You can't even... Choking You're basically on choking disdain. on your disdain for uh, Marie Kondo. So, okay, can I just clarify before people send me long emails oh, about like you don't even understand? Tell them not to blow it out there. Get I, she, might, she must be like a lovely person. I don't know her. Yeah, my issue is with the tidying up and how everybody, all of you people, were like, "I'm con, I'm doing, I'm condoing." What did they call Marie it? Condo. No, but what did they call it? There was Con-mari. like a no, but there they would say like, "Oh, I'm doing the condoing." Yeah, or something. There yeah. was like a way. Anyway, and I just was like, "No, you're not. You'll be you'll be done with that next week." Colleen didn't interest. believe in you. It's okay. Conmari does. Uh, Marie Kondo does. And yeah, in fact, Marie Kondo you, thinks you're going to reach money. into your pockets and spend fifty two dollars for a tea scoop. Wait, what? What? Yeah. So, for example, uh, in the Japanese city of Seitouchi, Ruka Rue Kikuchi crafts utensils and accessories out of gleaming brass a material that becomes more interesting with use and time. Now, she has this line of products, and, you know, people rightly were like, hey, Marie Kondo, your whole thing was to get rid of stuff, and now you're selling stuff. Isn't that a little... Doesn't that maybe... Isn't that a little... Well, guess what? She has an answer for you. Of course she does. She stopped by the Wall Street Journal's New York offices and, through a translator, explained, look, I ran these potential products through a joy check... Part of her famed KonMari method of decluttering your life by touching and contemplating the meaningfulness of an object before deciding whether to keep it or toss it. So, when she picked up that $24 crumb brush, crumb brush, she decided that crumb brush has some special No, 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 This no, brush, ideal no. for cleaning pots, pans, and sinks. No is made from carefully selected bark from the windmill palm, which is native to Wakayama. You don't get to tell me what sparks joy in me, okay? Well, it sparks joy in her, and if it's good enough for Kanmari, it it's good enough for in, your sad life. Here is why it sparks joy in her. How about, because she's going to make you pay $150 for it. It sparks joy in her bank account. How about no. a $96 ladle? No! How, how about I bought one of those? 100... You know what? Mm-mm, stop! I don't need oh, a one hundred sixty. Okay. How much dollars? One hundred and sixty-nine. I don't need or, a, no ninety-six dollar ladle. I don't need a ninety-six dollar ladle. You know why? why? Because I went to the local Ark, uh, where I bought somebody else's ladle that they got rid of when they were decluttering their homes. It was a dollar sixty. But you know what? I didn't really. She but I'm saying you could do that, Marie Kondo, Colleen. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Found an Alabama Sawyer who streamlined a discreet magnolia wood container that can be used as a countertop cache for banana peels, ground coffee, eggshells, and other compostable materials. It's a countertop compost bin, and it's only $175. I actually... Oh, oh, wait, wait. I was I got, handed uh, down a compost bin from your partner, and so I don't need to buy another because I have your old compost bin, Bradley Trader. Do you guys eat cheese at your house? Yes, I love cheese. Well, for $180, you can buy a large cheese knife. In the Japanese city of Seitouchi, Ruka Rue Kikuchi crafts utensils and accessories out of brass, a material that becomes more interesting with the use and time. I kind of feel like she did a deal with this Ruka person. Yeah. Because all of these utensils are ridiculously expensive. And this that's is, not all. This is not on brand for her at all. There's an aromatherapy section, an $86 candle. No. Okay, the woman that has you throwing out all this dumb stuff in your house, like candles and books you don't read anymore. Oh, wait, Holly, uh, how about a Palo Santo holder for $68? Rude. Right? Rude. I no. am so irritated by this. I love this. this, though. I mean, no. she is genius because you know... Bitch is gonna buy this stuff. Oh, because they're like, I love this Kanmari person. It is, it is, she is the Japanese goop. She seriously She's is. She's goopson. Yes, she is. Yeah. Goop <sighs> sensei, I will say. That would probably be the more appropriate title. So, um, again, there is an entire website aromatherapy, bath essentials, books. Aren't you supposed to throw away books? Yeah, but they're all her books. So you're they supposed are, to keep those. Actually, yeah. Yeah, you need to keep those, but get rid of all the rest of them. Teapot. Because they don't spark joy. She'll tell you what is going to spark joy. Oh, a tuning fork and a clear quartz crystal. A flower bouquet tote. That's not clutter. We got some D-bags when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. And we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly. And that name is... D-Bag! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Uh, my D-Bag today is none other than your favorite... Dr. Oz. Oh my, what's he done now? Um, okay, so I saw this tweet yesterday, and Dr. Oz, it, it, there's a video, but it's just like, it's one of those videos where they play music and words with like uh, a slideshow, so it's not worth playing. I hate that. Um, he, here's the tweet from Dr. Mehmet Oz. Here's why eating cold carbs might help you lose weight. Okay. What? Cold carbs. Cut to pictures of potato salad, and then find out this. Believe it or not, cold potatoes can actually be diet-friendly. Potatoes consist mainly of starch, but when you cook the potato, it makes those starches easier to digest. Studies have shown that chilling the starch in cooked potatoes, like, for example, potato salad, Colleen, undergo a chemical transformation called retrogradation. Retrogradation. 
Retrogradation makes resistant starch, which literally resists digestion. Do you get where I'm going with this? I mean, is this, first of all, paid for by the Potato Association? I don't know, but I want you to know that Dr. Oz thinks potato salad will help you lose weight. Cue the (laughs) new book called... Cold the, carb diet. The potato salad diet. Which don't Stick get me your wrong. Potato salad in the freezer before you eat it. Like I want to eat potato salad like a lot. I w- I'm happy about that. This is B to the S. This is B to the S. And simply at the end of it, it goes. Don't feel weird about cooling your potatoes. Uh, okay. Was okay, I did, feeling I, weird I about no, cooling my potatoes? Don't project on me, Doctor Oz. Didn't know I was supposed to feel insecure. <laughs> so don't next, talk to me about my potato feelings. It literally says. So next time there's a bowl of potato salad in front of you, don't feel weird about cooling your potatoes. What? Nobody ever felt bad about eating cold cooling potatoes. Their potatoes. And also, it is kind of a minor stretch, and by minor I mean major stretch, to to take the sun. This is what I ever loving hate about these stories is that they will take a kernel of science and I'm going to get to another one real quick because oh, I still got the floor oh. and I don't care but you're going to want to go with me it's this kernel of truth and then they blow it up into something that makes people think something entirely different eating potato salad will help you lose weight right what is so ludicrous about that statement well what's so ludicrous about that is that no food just eating it's like the same thing as the cauliflower business like you can't just be like oh it's the cold potatoes is the diet and what's going to happen right now is karen (laughs) hi karen hi karen is currently uh filling up her instacart with uh reese's is that what it is reese's reese's potato salad i would like some reese's potato (laughs) salad i heard on that dr oz that cold potatoes will make you lose weight yeah oh beverly oh i've been eating cold potato salad (laughs) out of the bucket for like a week now and i put on 34 pounds (laughs) this is working beverly hunt or Karen, karen what's her name karen 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 Honey, you're supposed to lose 34 pounds. Oh, crap. Oh, geez. Whoa. I think I might be doing it wrong. Maybe it's not cold enough. I got to chill these potatoes a little more. Oh, yeah. Well, Sharon told me that you just grab it by the fistful and put it in your mouth because you don't even need to put it in the bowl. Uh-uh, no, it's just it works real like, fast. Here's here is here is the the obvious statement. Uh-huh. 100 calories of potatoes. Yeah. 100 calories of mayonnaise. Mm-hmm. 100 calories of Dog feces. Oh, I don't. Oh, I don't have that recipe in my in my Betty Crocker. Mix, <laughs> mix and serve, Karen. Nutty. No. <laughs> no. Is your dog eating nuts. Okay. No, but my point yeah. is, a hundred calories of anything is a hundred right. calories of anything. It's like when people say. A pound of muscle weighs more than a pound of, or a pound, what's the dumb thing they always a say? A pound of muscle is, is stronger str- than, a, or, is smaller than a pound of fat. No, I feel like they say like, oh, a pound of fat is a pound of fat and a pound of muscle is a pound of muscle. My point is a hundred <laughs> calories will make, calories will make you put on weight or lose it. It doesn't matter what the calories are made of. Do you I'm see what I'm right saying? Now. I'm dying. But you right know now. what I'm saying. Yes, I do. So 100 calories of mayo and 100 calories of potatoes, those things matter have the same effect on your body. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter if it's hot or cold. Yeah, your body will still have to burn 100 calories of cold potatoes or 100 calories of hot potatoes. And ain't eating a whole bucket of research <laughs> potato salad ain't going to help your behind 
or lose weight. Okay. On another thing, really quickly, I'm just going to throw. That I'm going to throw on there. So, Doctor Oz, you're on notice. When do we take him off notice? Because I feel like he's been on notice basically since we've been on the air. I mean, and what I love is that he would say, well, I'm not saying you're going to lose weight, but the science says you could maybe. (laughs) No, nobody is saying that. Anyway, there was an article in a science journal today that said the keto diet will help increase your T cells to prevent and fight off the uh, influenza infection. Oh my gosh, I feel like I read that headline and then promptly navigated away from that story. Now, the truth is, there was an actual scientific study, and I would encourage you to go read it, because I went and read the highlight of it, and there is some actually <laughs> fascinating science. But when you hear mm-hmm. the keto diet prevents the flu, what is going to happen? Everybody's going to go on the keto diet, during flu season and then as soon as beverly gets the flu and she was on oh, the, i heard <laughs> but oh my god i was on the keto diet and i still got the flu you guys i think that i must have been doing it wrong yeah well or they're gonna think like the keto diet because my my son my son jason he does this keto diet and uh, all I got to do is eat a cheeseburger without the bun yeah. and a big slice of cheese. And you can even eat I'll the put, bacon. Put all on that bacon you diet. want on there. You Just can make the whole bun out of bacon. French fries. Right. Because yeah. that's carbs. Yeah. Because that's carbs. And can you now, have cold French fries? <laughs> so you can eat a greasy cheeseburger, Diane, just and not get the flu. <laughs> No, that's not what that study said. And when people try to lie to you like that, you just need to. Stop and think with your own noggin there, Beverly, Karen, whatever your dumb name is. <laughs> Our apologies to Beverly's yeah. and Karen's. Yeah. Can I tell you about a D-bag? Durr. Okay. It's kind of a mild D-bag, but you'll get with the program. Uh, it's Chloe Kardashian today. Oh, no. What did she do? Chloe. <sighs> okay. Well, you know, she's like pushing this um, reality show with her and her daughter. True. Ugh. You know, it's called True TV. It's called like Chloe and True Take the World or something like that. Okay. Um, And it's going to be not on television. I think it's like an online reality show that she's trying to negotiate. Oh, sure. I don't even know what that means. Anyway, she like has basically all she does on her Instagram is post highly photoshopped pictures of herself that make her not resemble herself. And then pictures of her adorable daughter, True, that sometimes she also photoshops don't even get me started. But this is the one that got me. <clears throat> it's a picture of her daughter, True, sitting on her counter uh, with a very dense loaf of bread okay. that looks like, honestly, it came out of a bread machine. It did. I was just going to say, that's yeah. a bread machine. That's not a, she yeah. didn't put that in the oven. No. She did not knead that dough herself. No. Um, it literally looks like they dumped it out of the bread machine. Um Anyway, True is sitting next to this big old loaf of bread, and this is the caption. My baby bread baker. (laughs) We bake bread together a few times a week. I pray we continue this weekly tradition forever. Okay. This is lies. Her daughter is 19 months old. So they bake bread together. I've had 19-month-olds. You don't break. No, 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 no. What you do with a 19-month-old when you're baking or cooking is you scoop something up and you hand it to them and let them dump it into the bowl. Or she and then pressed you tell the them to the bread machine. Right. And then yeah. you tell them, like, oh, I love baking with you. We're baking together. 
you're doing all, actually you're doing also, twice the work because you, you have to do all of the measuring and the giving and then you have to do the cleaning up after because when they dump the flour it ends up half of it on the counter yeah. you're also, like oh you're such a good little baker do you think chloe kardashian is eating that bread well okay here's what i wanted to say can you go back rewind the tape a little bit and read verbatim the words uh-huh. that came out of her mouth my baby bread baker <laughs> We bake bread together a few times a week. Okay, stop. Um, so you, does your family eat bread? Mine? Yeah. Yes. Okay. How much bread do you buy? A loaf a week. Okay. Uh, ask me that question. Okay. Bradley, do you, does your family eat bread? We do. How many loaves of bread would you say you get in a week? Um, it's like every other week I buy a loaf because it's just two of us. Right. So okay. we have five people in my family. Yeah. We go through about a loaf a week. Yeah. A few times a week. So you want me to believe that Khloe Kardashian and her 19-month-old are making bread several times a week? And her revenge body? Yeah. Nobody is eating bread in that house. Also, I make it and throw it in the garbage. Well, I don't know. Are they giving... Maybe they're giving it to homeless people. Please and thank you. Um, Highly doubtful. I would like for you... I'd like to... Are you looking at the picture? Yes. What's behind her? More bread, like literally display cases. Literally, <laughs> like it's a home bakery. Yeah, it looks. She has cake. Uh, those are cake. What do you call those? Cake plates. Cake plates with the covers on top. Yep. Um, and one looks like some bizarre bread situation. Like a pound cake situation, maybe. You know, it just looks like a really bad loaf of white bread. Yeah. Well, again, she mixed al- by a machine. Yeah. And then it looks like those are muffins or croissants croissant. in the background. Looks like croissant. I don't think she's making croissants. I feel like Chloe's the kind of person that goes to Costco and gets like the 80 croissants and then freezes exactly. them and pulls them out. Also, um, get ready because this is this is where we're going with the Kardashians. These two in particular. There's this whole other storyline about Chloe and her um, her kitchen organizing. And she was pimping this like kitchen. I think it's called Kitchen Edit or House Edit. It's this company that will like organize your house for you. And like her sisters were quote making fun of her for being so organized because like, do you remember her pantry? She does have like a super duper, like meticulously organized pantry. Yeah. Like, uh, like some people would say problematically. So well, no, it looks like a pottery barn spread. Like, you know what I'm talking about when I say like you open up a catalog and they show you a pantry and it's clearly been you know, manufactured only for the pictures because don't nobody use a pantry like that. And There was one of the inside of her refrigerator and it was immaculate. And I'm like, that is a refrigerator that nobody uses or was completely cleaned out and reassembled for the purposes of a photo. Right. So, Oh, conveniently enough, they did comment on this very picture. The home edit team. Oh, Oh. what did they say? Oh, they're just like, Oh, it's so cute. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's so, the direction. We're oh going. yeah. If you go oh, yeah. to their website, anyway, I'm telling you, this is all going to be like the thing on her show. Like this is too cute. Heart, this is heart, heart. This is going to be her lifestyle brand. Okay. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, I am so excited to talk to you about a new show that is coming to the United States of America. It's called flirty dancing oh now you don't know anything about it bradley and i'm wondering i bet that a lot of our listeners don't know about it either i would like to tell you the premise 
of this show. And then I want you to tell me whether or not you, if you were a television executive, mm-hmm. would green light this project. Oh, okay? okay. All right. We're going to talk about flirty dancing after this on My Talk 1071. Okay, so I wanted to do a little fun project on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com, everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom Bradley. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson. Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. The trainer. Hi. Okay, Bradley, I don't open up this article yet about okay. this new TV show that is coming to the United, United States. It's that's called Flirty Dancing. Okay. And, um... I want to tell you the premise of this show, and then I want you to tell me if you think you would green like this. Okay. Just based on the description of it, okay? Yeah, sure. Now, this is already a show that it originated in the UK, okay. so it has had they moderate really success. In the, yeah. They usually do. It is a reality television show. It is called Flirty Dancing. Now, Flirty Dancing. Here's how it goes. <sighs> Stage one of Flirty Dancing... Uh, requires two people to learn a dance piece. Okay. Okay. So like you and I would learn the Roomba. I, but I think yes, but not you and I, because it would well, be not do it. two people who have never met before. Okay. Who could possibly end up being romantically interested in each other. Sure. Okay. So separately you learn a dance. Uh, then you, once you've gone through the motions of learning the dance, you perform it together for the first time, and that is your blind date. It is literally the first time you meet. Oh, so it's you've learned the, the dance doing of the separately, dance. and then you come together for your first date doing the dance. Exactly. Oh. So now I want you to open up this this uh, this article, and there is a a tweet with a video attached, and just hit play on it. And then I want you to just experience, and I want everybody in our audience to Google flirty dancing. Uh, this is actually comes from an article in the cut. Uh, and it's by our friend Katie Haney, who's a, a writer in New York city. Who's from Minnesota. And we've talked to her on the show a few times before. She's pretty great. In any case, the premise oh God, of the this show is, adorable. is literally like they are meeting for the first time while they are doing a choreographed dance piece that they have met separately. And as you're watching these two people dance together, oh, they're like getting they it. They are getting oh, it. Hi. Okay. Are this you is, green lighting this yes, show? I absolutely am because I want to see this. This is and like I what s- the world needs right now, right? Well, yes. Also, I just, these are two beautiful young men that are doing this in the video that you've shown uh-huh. me. And I'm like all here for it because I think they look beautiful. I want to see the people that like, 
I just want to see a range of people is what I'm saying doing this because these two I can, you know, I don't know. I'm already sold, but I want to see what it looks like when the two are not when when they're not sold. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. It, the do they go off kind of, and like, how do you decide at the end? Like that? I haven't gotten to that part yet. All I've seen is the dancing. Um, I don't really know. I would imagine like they probably you know, sit down and have a conversation and like decide whether or not like all the sexiness that they just like poured out all over each other in the dance was actually real. That's hilarious. Cause it is, listen, like the people who are doing this dancing are, I mean, they're capable. Well, they're, they're very capable. capable. This is not like you, well, you are a dancer. I'm saying like the average person listening is not, but these people are like touching each good. other and they're touching for the first time. Yeah. And that's got to be like electric. It's kind of sexy, but also and it's cute because then at the end they walk away from each other and you can kind of see their reaction of like, was there chemistry there? All that kind of stuff. I don't know. This is to me. I think this just looks like fun. It will premiere in the United States on September 29th. It's called Flirty Dancing. Is it premiering with, uh, these are Americans, so it's based on the British one, yes. and we're going to see a whole new version? Exactly. Yeah, I would, I'm all here for um, it. Where, who, where is it? Where is it going to be? It's going yeah. to be on Fox. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so they'll probably screw it up. What? Probably I just screw. hope they don't, like, ruin it. Um, I, You know, I think it'll be, I don't think it will. Okay. I, I, I mean, I hope it doesn't I say that ruined. because, for example, Great British Bake Off, like, they, the, I'm fine watching the British version. I don't need Americans to. I mean, we do have a tendency to ruin all the things that the yeah. British but people do I'm so well. But, it. you know, we've also had successes like The Office. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I, this is. Oh, here, here's, this, there is a preview yep. uh, on Fox's version. Yep. So it's going to be looks like a holiday sort Speci- of special. What I love about it is that it is. Like it melds together two things that we like. We love, well, at least that I love. Like, I love watching, like, So You Think You Can Dance. I love watching dance performances. And do you remember there used to be, oh, did we talk about this on this show? There used to be a TV show called Dating in the Dark. Do you remember this? Mm-mm. Where people would literally have dates. They'd have three separate dates. Oh my God, in the dark. In a completely dark room. That's creepy. And there would be, uh, you know, a, uh, nighttime camera on them so you could see what they were doing in there but like they couldn't see each other so they'd never seen each other and then later after they'd had an opportunity then to also talk to each other a couple different times then you'd see them sort of work through whether or not they wanted to go on a date and then they'd get to see each other for the very first time by the like if they made it all the way through the process yeah and it was like on maybe for a season it was stupid but it was cute and I love that kind of I, dumb I do stuff. Love that. What was that show like Blackout or Dark? Uh, what was that? Remember uh, Jamil Urkel? He was the host. Oh, yeah. What was that show? Okay, that one wasn't about. Uh, it was called Blackout, I think. Yeah. Where and that was like you had Fear to, Factor. Yeah, in you the basically dark. had to like walk in the dark and touch things. Oh, that was a delightful show. <laughs> See? I don't know. Listen, I think that we are in a place right now where a little like dumb fun. It's very much like dancing with the stars, you know, meets the bachelor. Mm -hmm. Flirty dancing. Yeah. December 29th coming to Fox. And I will for sure be watching. For sure. Yeah. 
At I least a little bit. Uh, all right. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, you know, uh, Thanksgiving is coming up. And so we are uh, asking you a question. Bradley, do you want to ask what the question yeah, is? So I've been thinking a lot about um, the Thanksgiving table that's just around the corner. It's going to be next week. It seems really late this year. It anyway, is. Um, this particular question is one um, that I don't know we've pondered for a while. And that's if you had to get rid of of one thing from the Thanksgiving Day table, what would it be? One food item from your Turkey Day table, what would it be and why? Give us a call, 651-641-1071. What are you getting getting rid of on your Turkey Day table? After this on My Talk 1071.